Okay, so we wanted to start off the episode um, talking about uh, some things going on in the world. Again, we know we're a One Direction podcast, but uh, we both feel that it we, we have this platform to talk about things and we want to use it. Um, and there's been a lot of really terrible things going on in the world right now um, with the Trump presidency. Um, for I'm sure everyone knows, but just to give like a quick little um, sum up of things happening, uh, Trump is making a number of executive orders, um, which are sort of he has the power as a president to make things into laws that don't necessarily have to go through all of the processes that uh, laws have to go through. I think they're like reviewed and stuff, but like an executive order. Do you know exactly the difference, Kara? I tried looking it up. No, but it like kind of like flies in the face of like the checks and balances that the U.S. is like known for slash should be like adhering to. Right. It it gives one person a lot of power to um, make decisions that are not for the benefit of everyone, which is really messed up. Um, and they've been totally dehumanizing, racist, xenophobic, Islamophobic, and sexist, and like so many things, just so, so gross. Um, he's banned certain people from entering the country, from, he's banned people from specific countries who are Muslim from entering the U.S. Uh, I know tons of students, even in, like, England, can no longer come to the U.S. for their, like, study abroad programs or can't get back to school because of this ban. Like, Mm -hmm. Canadians can't come in, um, as well as so many other countries. Uh, just, like, totally, totally, like, ridiculous and disgusting, um, and the the parallels, especially with things like the Muslim ban, are to to Hitler and his regime are really scary, um, and we have to take it really seriously. There's no option for not taking this seriously. Um, he's also made executive orders about women and what they can do with their bodies and making it harder for women to get safe health care and to have abortions and. One of the striking things is if you actually read up on his defunding of Planned Parenthood, like overseas and stuff, it's not even taking money from abortions. It's taking money from things like breast cancer, um, exam, like breast exams and uh, other um, treatment stuff that has nothing to do with abortions, which is really like the one thing that, you know, is that political piece that people talk about. Um, so, like, he's just literally making it hard for women to get healthcare safely. Um, uh, he's, and also, he's talking about building a wall between the U.S. and Mexican border um, to keep people out of America. And um, I think it's just we have a really warped perspective um, if, if you're thinking about people that way, of people who can be in on a certain plot of land and people who can't and calling people illegal. Like, people are not illegal. That's just, you can't have a human that is illegal. Um, And, I don't know, there's just so many really terrible things going on at the moment. Um, And what I have to say about it is, like, there's been a lot of, there's been a huge surge at the beginning of this presidency of, like, outrage. Um, And I just want to enforce the idea that, like, we have to continue to be mad and we have to continue to talk about this and be vocal 
and go protest um, and call our representatives and things like that because that's literally going to make a difference Mm -hmm. and we can't just become complacent or get used to the idea that you know rights are being taken away from people because as soon as that happens then um, we're letting evil happen and we can't we can't yeah Kara, yeah. what do you have to say? Um, so I was talking to um, my friends about this, and there's a thing um, that, I mean, they're not going to outright say it, but Trump's um, campaign, not campaign, but freaking, what's it called? Cabinet. Cabinet, gross. It's not a campaign anymore. He's in the White House, but um, they um, are kind of depending on us to get resistance fatigue so um what this means is he'll like for the um muslim ban he um make these like huge uh really outrageous like executive orders even with green card holders um banning them from getting into the country and then like a day or two later he'll like uh you know go back on that order because he was never intending the green card holders to be banned in the first place so then we were like oh like look he's like going back on his word like he you know we're winning um we're making a difference and then we like get complacent and because we're so you know we were like working so hard to get even that then we just kind of like let it everything go to the wayside and um we get you know we get tired from resisting but we can't let that happen and we have to like know that there's like so many just horrific and creepy and insidious um, tactics that they're going to be using. Um, So just, like, definitely, like, be on the lookout for that. And, like, anything that you think isn't, like, a conspiracy theory, like, honestly, honestly, I feel like they are going to use any tactic and it's just horrendous and scary and just, like, really be on the lookout. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, uh, just do what you can and and make sure we keep being angry and keep talking about this um and we'll probably keep bringing things up on the podcast as we go because we can't really shut ourselves out from the real world as much as sometimes we want to um we can't we can can't do it forever or or you know not use the the ability and the privilege that we have so um yeah just just make sure you're informed and um spread the word about these things mm-hmm. yes Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 84th episode of Talk Direction. And guess what we have today, Kara? What do we have, Caitlin? (laughs) We have two special guests on the show today, which is so super exciting because we have been pretty much waiting to have these beautiful people on for months and months and perhaps years. Not really sure. (laughs) Um, It's been a while. Um, but now we finally have them. So I want to welcome our lovely listeners, Sophie and Danielle, to the show. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Very, very exciting to have them on. And we're purposely having them on this episode because we're doing a song analysis for I Want to Write You a Song. And they have some super secret insight into the song, which will be great when we get to it. Um, (laughs) 
But as usual, when we have special guests on the show, we're going to be starting with some intro question session things to first find out a little bit about them and then also to get like their opinions on the state of the One Direction fandom right now. Um, because that's always fun to discuss, finding new people to talk about everything that's been going on, which has been quite a lot lately. Um, so let us start with the first question, which is when and how did you become a One Direction fan? And I'm going to throw it over to you, Sophie, first. Okay, well, I started watching The X Factor uh, when they were on, and I remember not being able to tell who was who. <laughs> they all had really similar haircuts. Yes. And... Um, Ever since that first single, What Makes You Beautiful, I was a fan. That was it. It was that simple. Wow. I can't believe wow, you were watching X Factor. That's so exciting. Just love at first sight. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Danielle, how did you become a fan? Um, I only became a fan not this past August, but the August before that. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend was completely obsessed with them from not the beginning, but a lot sooner than me. And I lived in Illinois at the time and she came up to, or she was going to come up to visit me. And she's like, Hey, by the way, there's a One Direction concert (laughs) in Chicago when I'll be there, you know, want to come. And she had came to a concert with me before that she, with people she wasn't really into. So I was like, okay, I'll return the favor. And, um, little did you know, (laughs) I know. (laughs) So actually on the way, cause it was like a three hour drive. So on the way there, we were like, okay, what can we do to like, we can listen to their music, but I was like, but I don't want to listen to like all their music and get tired of it before we get there, blah, blah, blah. So like, Mm -hmm. I was really into podcasts then. So I was like, Hey, maybe we can like find a podcast. And then we were like, Hey, here's this talk direction podcast. Let's listen to this. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That is yeah, so exciting. Full circle. And, wow. Yeah. And then we went to the concert and I completely fell in love and yeah. And the rest is history. Exactly. Oh, I'm so jealous of you all. You've all seen them live and I haven't. Oh, mm. I know. Honestly, and you were there from the beginning. I, I feel know. Like, like, I don't even know. You need to see them live when they come back, when they reunite we all need to see them live. Yeah, I'm bummed too because it's like I became a fan right before they went on hiatus, basically. Mm-hmm. So I so didn't did even see, really. Did you see five boys or four? I saw four. So oh. yeah, I didn't really get to see them. Yeah, Karen, <laughs> I, mean, I saw. It was fun yeah, Karen, I saw the five boys once, and then the four of them the next time. Um, and that's what I was saying like when they get back together who knows how many years it will be from now will they be coming back together as five or as four who knows yeah no one knows yep um but I guess our listeners listening to this right now have noticed that there are some different accents on the show today so do you guys also want to (laughs) say where you guys are recording from because we really struggled to get these time zones to work (laughs) out for all of us seeing as we're in three different time zones right now Sophie where are you from I'm from a town in England called, which is about one hour's drive away from London. Oh, nice. Nice. And that's where I am now. Nice. So it's very dark outside. It's um, half past seven. So it is my baby's bedtime. So oh. hopefully she's sleeping. <laughs> hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and Danielle, where are you from? Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. So we're spanning a lot right now. Wow. <laughs> But um, it's working out. It's going. Skype's, you know, hosting us all right now. And hopefully 
don't jinx it. keeps hosting us. <laughs> Maybe I should stop, like, hoping to the technology gods or whatever it is right now. Don't want to, um, what's the word? Jinx it. Um, and then, um, Danielle, you sort of said how you found our podcast, but Sophie, how did you find us? I was feeling um, a little bit lonely when I just had my baby because there wasn't really anybody to talk to during the day and she mm-hmm. slept a lot of the time. And I, I did exactly the same as Danielle. I searched for One Direction on podcasts because I liked listening to podcasts. And that's how I found you guys. And Aww. she was just a few months old and now she's nearly two. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy. Isn't that wow. crazy? Wow. Then it goes to show you how long we've been doing the podcast, too. And oh, so weird. Wow. Yeah, when I was like 84, what? That's <laughs> yeah, like... <me> too. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, okay, let's do top three all-time favorite One Direction songs. Now, this is a terribly difficult question because three really is a is. very strict number, and Karen and I <laughs> always go over our numbers. I so know. Strict. I was going to say, like, we are not one for just going in the, like, the limits. We always, if someone gave us, like, a top three, we'd probably give them a top ten, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Danielle, what are your top three all-time favorite One D songs? Okay, so I'm just going to go with the ones that have stuck around the longest. Because, you know, you go through a phase and you'll be, like, completely obsessed with one song. Yes. And then, you know, weeks later you'll be completely obsessed with another. So these are just the ones that have, like, stuck around the longest, I guess. So I have number one as best song ever. And I think that really has a lot to do with the music video. Because it just really had that wow factor for me. And and also because... um, Declan, my my son, loves to dance and sing along with it. So Aww. that is so cute. <laughs> he sings um, the ow part. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's amazing. So, yeah. And then number two is No Control, just because that had a really big impact on me for like that concert that I went to. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh my god, this song is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's very very nostalgic. And then Girl Almighty. Yes. Uh, it's just very bouncy and, mm-hmm. um, like, I just prefer songs that I can dance to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And then Through the Dark was a really close third. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Good choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I chose Girl Almighty as well. Yeah, I see that. Nice. Why did you choose Girl Almighty? It's just such a good song. I wish it could have been a single so people could hear it. It's so fun to sing along to and dance to. And I wanted to get a Girl Almighty tattoo, but I was too scared. (laughs) I got a Girl Almighty necklace made. That's so cool. I know. Girl Almighty is just such a powerful phrase. Like, uh, I just love it. Just as a title, even. I know Kara teases (laughs) me about titles, but man, that title is a great title. It is a good title. Gotta Gotta be honest. And then what were your other ones, Sophie? I really love Clouds. I think they sound really angelic in that song. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful song. Love it. It um, always inspires me, gives me lots of confidence. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to sing along to. Yeah. Oh, my mm. God. Live. We always talk about that song live being oh, so, so good. Oh, yeah. that's so that jealous. The, that was the one they opened up with, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Did everyone just scream as soon as they heard the first yes. note? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> everyone oh. lost their minds. We all oh, just blacked wow. And it has such high intensity, like, right at the beginning of the song. Like, it just jumps right in. And you're like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So good. And it does seem to signify, like, a beginning of something, mm-hmm. doesn't it? That's what... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, my 
my third favourite at the moment, because they change all the time, is Change Your Ticket. I think it's really cool and Britpop and kind of mm-hmm. 80s. And it's got great harmonies. Yeah. And I like, I like a good harmony. I feel like that one also, is that, that's a bonus track, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So I don't think we talk about it as much, but like going back and listening to it more recently when we've sort of been putting like lists of songs together on a number of episodes, like I really, really like that song. And it has a lot of specific moments as well, which is always good. Like what? Um, Just like, I feel like when he's like, you can picture what's actually happening where he's describing like wanting the person to like get back in bed and don't leave, don't pack your bag up. Like, I feel like that's really concrete and yes, I like that about it. And also just thinking about them being rich and being able to change your ticket. You know what I mean? Like that's just always a great, great thing. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Um, Southwest will let you do it for free. Oh, that's good to know. (laughs) Next time I take a plane. (laughs) Poor um, people can do it too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, all right. So least favorite songs. Danielle, do you have any least favorite songs? Um, I let's see. Okay, so I have in here Perfect, just because I think it was overplayed because I remember really liking it at first, mm-hmm. but I don't really listen to it anymore. And I really did not like it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, it just sounded like their voices were straining a lot and mm-hmm. I like, I don't know, you know, when you listen to people singing the national anthem and you just wait for that really high part and you're like kind of cringing because you're like, okay, this person's <laughs> probably going to mess it up. So like, that's how I felt with listening to Perfect Live. Mm-hmm. And so that one and then Gotta Be You because it's really? just too slow. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, on last episode, I said I, I thought that one should be on um, our, what was it called, Kara? Greatest Hits. Greatest Hits because of the... Um, the uh Kara what is music video no the cartoon Christmas thing oh yeah yeah the adventurous adventures of One Direction like the One Direction cartoon that was like the fan made one yeah but pretty much only for that reason um (laughs) but yeah perfect definitely you never want to be uncomfortable listening to a song live like wondering if an artist is gonna mess it up that's always kind of awkward um and Sophie how about you Oh, when I think about Perfect, I think of the video and it was so lovely. So I can't yeah, really dislike it too much. They all, it was they all so, it was just so beautifully shot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very easily led by music videos, I suppose. <laughs> I'm very sorry because I know you're Ed Sheeran fans. My least favourite is Little Things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really don't like the lyrics at all. But I do like when Louis sings about um, you can't go to bed without a cup of tea. Yeah. I just yeah, love the way he says it. It's a lovely voice. Mm, so it's not yeah. all bad. Yeah. None of them are bad. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. There are definitely some like shady lyrics in that. And I know that like Harry changed them or like refused to sing them at some point. So I was like, okay, Thank thanks, God. Harry, for like sticking up because like they are some shady lyrics. And yeah. just like, why would you put that in a love song? Like talking like negatively about someone's weight. It just like feels really weird. Like, yeah. nah. Oh, Harry's too just too good for us. Oh, he I know is. he truly is. What a pure soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's go to your general thoughts on the boys going solo. Are you excited and who are you most excited for? Sophie, we'll start with you this time. Well, you will be very surprised to hear it's Harry. Harry, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> I, I really, I don't know if I can get excited yet. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. He's so mysterious. I know. God. I never know what he's planning. But 
I know you guys think that he may be doing something soon. I just hope it's true. I hope mm-hmm. so. My hopes are too high. I need to read them. Yeah, I just that stupid 2017 unfollowing thing has just like yeah. really messed that is, me up. <laughs> that is sketchy. Yeah. So he unfollowed how many people? I have no idea what he started at, but he unfollowed people according to one of our listeners and I think some other people I saw on Twitter say like so that he got down to the number two, 2017, but I don't know how many people he followed in the first place, but seems oh, sketchy it's, to it's me. That- is it 2019 at the moment? Does that oh. mean we've got to wait two more years for solo material? <laughs> no! Don't do this to oh. us. Why is he teasing us? <laughs> I don't know. It's so annoying. Oh, God. It's so mysterious. I can't stand it. I know. Maybe it's February 19th of 2017. <gasps> that yes. would be good. Yes. Um, that's a Sunday? Is that a Sunday? So now I just um, get so confused. But aren't there Grammys on Sundays? Yeah, but it's the 12th. Oh, Harry. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe he'll perform and then release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's true. And, and uh, Sophie, you said the Brits. The Brits are, are they the, like the, if the 12th, they're going to be on a Sunday too, right? The Brits I might think so. Be... I watch every year. It's always fun. The, the Brits might be the 19th-ish. <gasps> I, I don't, somewhere around oh, there because yeah. the Oscars are like the 26th. So I don't think they'd put them on the same day. Um, and I'm I know the Brits, yeah, the Brits are, oh, February 22nd. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> maybe well, he's slowly going back up to the 22nd. So the Brits okay. are on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, but we will see. I mean, we're like, we, we have all this hype up for February, but like February is about to hit us. So <laughs> we will well, find also, out. You know, what I was thinking too, is like Ed Sheeran's new music is coming out in March, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he wouldn't want to be competing I with know. him so mm-hmm. I don't know if if stuff would come out anytime soon I know that's what I was thinking too also like one of the um interviews Ed Sheeran gave he was like yeah like it, uh, there's not a lot of other artists releasing stuff right now so I feel like mm-hmm. I have a chance of being like one of the biggest um and I was like Ed don't do this to me um yeah. I have it in my mind that Harry is releasing <laughs> stuff like <laughs> I know you guys know each other what is with this Right. He, could be, he could be saying that just to throw us off the trail and like yeah. him and Ed are just like, mm-hmm. you know, like conniving and just And then they're just going to go on tour together and it'll be perfect. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, oh that my would be God. fun for them too. They wouldn't get lonely. They'd have a good time. That would be so cool. Wow. Power it must duo. be weird being a solo artist after being with your friends for such a long I time. I yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah, because like at least Louis has Steve Aoki now, but like Niall is just like doing his own thing. He's just like... You know, yeah. is the only little lonely self. I don't know. Oh, poor Neil. <laughs> um, Danielle, who are you most excited for solo? Harry as well? Yeah, I would say Harry. Just, I guess, plainly because he, we haven't heard anything from him yet. Like, mm-hmm. I really loved Niall's new song mm-hmm. and Louie's. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, the suspense is not there with them just because right. they've had a little bit of a fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Harry for sure. And how do you guys feel about Liam going solo in that uh, like one minute clip we heard on his Instagram a <laughs> ago? I actually didn't go listen to that yet, mostly because you guys said you didn't like it. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't. And I, that's not really my kind of music either, so yeah. I'm not really mm-hmm. anticipating that. Mm-hmm. And Sophie, what do you think? I don't know what to say. I. <laughs> 
it's so awful because Liam's so lovely, but yeah. it just didn't feel like him. And he has a beautiful voice, and he puts so many effects on it, and it just didn't sound very, very good at all, very mm. well thought out. Yeah, it's yeah. really disappointing. I know. I don't know what he's playing at. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> he's quite mysterious as well. He is. I know. Maybe he's like trying to lower our expectations, so then like when he blows us away, it will be like even that much better. That's I'm. That's my suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> what a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, with like... these boys, you never know. You never know. That's so true. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Harry in Dunkirk, because Kara and I have talked about it. We haven't really talked about it with other fans that much. Um, have you seen the trailer, and what did you think, and I don't know, everything about Harry in Dunkirk, pretty much? Um, I just watched the trailer today, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, the last I had seen was the teaser, where it was just, like, the plane flying over yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. them. And um, so, yeah, I haven't really been keeping up, but I watched it today and I did not realize Harry was in it, but I was very excited yes. to see. I mean, look at how much he showed up in the trailer. So, like, how much is yeah. he going to be mm-hmm. in the movie? Yeah. Exactly. Like, what? I know. So, so exciting. And he looked really good in the trailer and yeah. just getting everything excited. Sophie, what did you think of it? I'm very scared to see it because I think it will upset me. I think yeah. things like war are so distressing. Mm. And um, my granddad lost his brothers in that war. Mm. It affected my oh, family. Wow. Um, it's important that people will learn more about the Second World War. It's very important that they do. If they haven't heard about it before, Harry might get more people to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm very nervous. I think he's going to die and I'm scared. I know. Oh, God. Mm. I really I know. hate Can you imagine? That are scary. So And it's like, awful because it's, it really did happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> but I think I don't know, maybe I will see it, but I think it's gonna be really, really sad if it's yeah. about war. Yeah, very true. Um okay, what is my next point here? Um oh I said that I started playing guitar and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I knew that cool. Sophie played guitar, so I wanted to bring that up. I can only play three chords right now, but you know, that's more than I started with, so I'm hopefully gonna keep two or more so it. two or more chords and you've got a song. Hey, you can <laughs> play Smelly Cat. <laughs> I need to yeah. learn that one. <laughs> I wanna get a book because I don't I've been using like um an online um guitar website thing I think it's called like Justin or something Justin plays guitar um and it's a free um like online lessons for people who can't afford them which is really really awesome um and it seems good so far but I know a book would be helpful as well so honestly I think the best thing you can do this is just my opinion is get some friends together Mm -hmm. and plug in your guitar and make a big noise and have lots of fun and write some songs (laughs) Honestly, it's the best way of learning, I think. That would be good, because I would, that would, I don't know, that would be so cool if I could write songs. Not that I have a voice that I can sing from well, but, you know, I can sing anyway, just for fun. You used to be in choir, though. You used to do, like, singing back in the day. Yes, but it wasn't, like, based on uh, a good voice singing. It was based Well, to on... be honest, there's, like, a lot of boys that play guitar on, cam- like, college campuses that don't have great voices either, so it's, like, yeah. if they can do it, you can do it, so. Exactly. <laughs> So true. Um, it's important for girls to pick up guitars and start making their own music. You know, so many yeah. dudes do it. They've got maybe they've got more confidence. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but and yeah, I say go for it. Start a band. 
could be the next Taylor Swift. Exactly. <laughs> um, Sophie, you play in a band, right? I do. Um, we're not very good, but I think that's the whole point, just to have fun. And mm-hmm. you can really push yourself when you're playing with people who are better than you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, you only need a couple of chords. Do you know anybody at your school who might want to jam with you? Um, I, I know one of my housemates, I don't know if she plays anything, but like she took a music uh, a class last semester. Um, but my other housemate, this is me describing my like two friends at college. <laughs> <laughs> um, my other housemate doesn't play an instrument, but I'm sure she'd love to listen to me play. She's supportive. <laughs> But I'll force Kara to come jam with me when I when I get a little bit of practice in. Yes. I'll maybe. just pick up the drums or something. I feel like girls playing drums is so cool. So, like, maybe that'll totally. be, like, my next dream. So oh, yes. that would be really awesome. Maybe we'll <laughs> vlog it and stick it on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Um, okay, so now uh, Kara and I are going to actually record the news later in the week so that we have it fully updated for everyone listening. Um, so that's what we're going to insert now, and then we're going to move on to the main discussion. So here is the news. Okay, so our only news story today, actually, is that Harry Styles turns 23 today. Wow. Oh my god. So we're recording this part on February 1st, Harry's birthday, um, which is very exciting. And 23 definitely seems like you're becoming more of an adult rather than still, like, a young Stop. kid. Stop. Don't say that. Don't say that. Um, but definitely seems like he's growing into an adult just by the numbers, maybe. I don't know who he is as a person. But... I feel like 23 is still there. 24, I think, is where Yeah, 24. Hits. Yeah, 24 is definitely you seem more like an adult, for sure. Yeah. My brother's turning 24 this year. Um, but 23, that's, like, a very transition-y year, I feel like. Because, mm. like, also, um, you know, 22, a lot of, is the age a lot of people graduate from college. Um, and then, you know, 23, 24, you're starting to move on to being an adult for real, I guess. Gross. Um, um, but, so we had some of the boys tweet to Harry. Niall said, happy birthday, mate. Have a good day. See you soon. And my question was, will they really be seeing each other soon? They have a warped sense of soon anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so true. I don't trust any of them, even not even Niall. I know. Where's that single, Niall, huh? Where is that <laughs> single? Um, and Liam said, happy birthday, H, balloon emoji. Hope you had a good one. Much love, Pano, X. Um, and Louis said nothing, and I feel like that's very impolite to all of us. <laughs> and Zane said nothing, which I think we kind of expected. Um, but what did you think of these birthday messages, Kara? Now we're, like, literally analyzing tweets about birthdays, but what did you think about them? I mean, I didn't even know that Liam tweeted, so that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> it kind of makes um, me laugh that he, like, signed off as Pano as if, like, Harry couldn't see who tweeted, like, at, by yeah. the Um <laughs> It's like when you get a relative texting you and they, like, have, like, full letter, uh, like, hi, so-and-so, and, like, sign off, love, yeah. whatever, and you're like, this is a text. Or, like, a voicemail, and it's like, hi, it's mom like when your mom's calling <laughs> yeah. your mother i one have caller id second i know that it's you yeah. <laughs> okay yeah um but that's queet queet <laughs> <laughs> i 
wanted to say yeah. sweet and also quaint, but um, <laughs> didn't come out quite right. Um, but yeah, that's cute. Uh, I wish they used more emojis, both of them. That's my only. Uh, I know. Gripe. What was with Niles? Niles seemed very like straightforward. Like, happy birthday, mate. Have a good day. See you soon. Like, it, I it's felt like, like there the should office. be more. It's like it is yeah. your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I felt like there should be more excitement. Yeah. Um, or like throw like a, a throwback picture in there or something fun. Mm. Um. Did you expect Louie to tweet or no? Um, no. I think that Louie and Zane, I feel like I didn't expect anything from either of them, so. Yeah. Not just They're living up to our expectations. <laughs> yeah, that's all we can ask for. <laughs> yeah. And Harry never tweeted yet. Do you think he's gonna tweet? Um, I mean, maybe. Although I feel like he has, um, he, like, talks about, like, uh, charity work that like fancy for his birthday like later on mm-hmm. in interviews like that's kind of in a pattern so I don't know if he'll like tweet about it or not because I feel like that's kind of the only reference he makes to his birthday is his like when fancy charity work yeah I mean last year he did I don't know about you but I'm feeling 22 oh yeah well that's a classic um, that is a classic and I'm ready to tweet that uh in nine days now my birthday's coming up and I'm gonna be 22 ah! um I know um but uh, yeah, I don't know if he'll tweet. I hope he does. This it seems like he should, but it's already nine o'clock there in England. Oh, oh no, he's in L.A. though now. Oh, I think because he went to a concert in L.A. Hmm. So Nana, it's actually much earlier there. It's like one or something. Um. But yeah, speaking of fans raising money for Harry's birthday, we have all done it again, and there's been a number of fan, even like smaller. Uh, organizations. I know I saw one, like, raising money for dolphins. Um, of course, Harry has talked about, like, not going to SeaWorld and stuff. Um, but the two big ones are 1D Fans Give and Lifeboats for Harry. And 1D Fans Give has raised over $10,000 for the Les- London Lesbian and Gay Switchboard. Um, and this, the little blurb they have on the website said, Founded in 1974, the London Lesbian and Gay Switchboard is the oldest gay and lesbian telephone helpline in the UK. Uh, LLGS, or Switchboard, as it is affectionately known, provides a listening service for people to discuss their feelings in an impartial and non-judgmental way, as well as information and advice. Um, And I know of the Trevor Project, which is, like, another similar one um, of those types of things. But, I mean, raising $10,000 is unbelievable. And I know this is the same charity that 1D Fans Give has used in the past. Um, so that's really awesome. And then Lifeboats for Harry also raised over $10,000 for the Royal National Lifeboat Institution. Um, and their blurb is the RNLI are an incredibly fitting charity for this year's birthday charity drive. Not only were 19 of their boats involved in the Dunkirk evacuation in 1940, saving 1,000 or thousands of men's lives, just like... Harry's character in Dunkirk, uh, which is not a spoiler. Uh, They're not saying Harry survived or not survived. They're just saying Harry was in the movie, to be clear. (laughs) Um, But they continue to save lives at sea today. RNLI is 95% funded by donations, all of which go towards training and equipping volunteers, educating children about safety and water, and rescuing thousands of people every year. Um, So very different charities, but um, both really awesome. And I love that they come from places like somehow related to Harry like we have this one that was stemming from Harry being in Dunkirk and 
um, them using ships that were involved in World War II. So, so cool. And then obviously Harry's been um, a big supporter of the LGBTQ plus community, um, raving rainbow flags around um, and just like being a really nice uh, person in general, (laughs) seeming very accepting in his tweets and whatever. Um, But so it's cool that they have these charity drives. What do you think of these, Kara? I just, like, am always blown away, like, about just the amount that fans can come together. And, like, I I definitely have been following it closely, the Life Quotes for Harry one. Like, Sasha, who's behind um, Styles Movie News, um, put this together. And she has been, like, tweeting nonstop about it and just, like, getting so many people involved and doing a bunch of, like, um, you know, what's it called? Uh, auctions and, like, uh, competitions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's just, like, really, really cool like, how much effort she put in, like, all the other fans put in, um, and just, I am just blown away, like, freaking $10,000, well, this is $20,000, so I think it continues to go up, like, that's so much yep. money, it's so great. Wow, the fandom is awesome, and very powerful, and for people who don't think it is, then they can take a look at this, so mm-hmm. screw you all. Mm-hmm. Um, our other news story that's not going to be a news story on the show today is that Zayn and Taylor have dropped their music video for I Don't Want to Live Forever. Um, and I actually recorded an episode with the podcast Swiftcast, who is a Taylor Swift podcast, and we talked about the music video, and that episode will be coming up in the near future. Um, but we wanted to talk, while Kara's here, a bit about the music video, but we're going to save it for our Patreon. So for those who don't know, we have started a Patreon. Um, and this is a site where you can get, um, you have monthly subscriptions and get bonus content for us. Um, and you pick a level of um, money every month subscription and you can get vlogs. We're vlogging every week. So we've done a number of fun videos. I think this week is either going to be a fun video Kara recorded with her friends or a 1D room tour here uh, at my, va- uh, nope, <laughs> my dorm room. Oh, I think um, I said my bachelor pad. I'm like, Caitlin, what the heck? <laughs> no, I almost said uh, my college name, oh. which I was thinking earlier that uh, only in a couple months we'll be able to say it on the, the podcast without being like, ah, and like bleeping it out. Oh, wild. Um, Though we're pretty good at not saying where we live, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so we're doing vlogs. We're also, every episode, you get a half-hour bonus content. So we're, again, like I said today, we're talking about the music video, and we're going to be playing some v- fun One Direction connections that we didn't get the chance to do last week. Um, and you can also call into us and leave us voicemails, Um that we have set up on the Patreon and you can find out more over there. There's just a lot of fun extra content you get if you become a patron. Um, and it's as little as $2 and 50 cents a month and then up to 10. Um, so definitely go check out www.patreon.com slash talk direction, um, to find out more about that and how you can get involved as a subscriber. Um, But yeah, we are going to carry on with the rest of the episode now. Okay, so now it's time for the main discussion, which is, like I said earlier, a song analysis of I Want to Write You a Song, which is the 12th song on the album uh, Made in the AM, and it sits between Love You Goodbye and History. And this song was written by Julian Bonetta, John Ryan, and Amar Malik. 
Um, and this, uh, of course, I put the track by track in, and um, as I usually do, I've uh, annotated, is that the word? Transcribed what the people say. And I love like when I transcribe versus reading um, something like that's been officially transcribed like I leave in all like the ums and like messes up so that's why it always sounds super awkward when I read it but I will read it now this is what Liam said in the track by track video my favorite song on this album is I want to write you a song purely because it's the kind of song I've always wanted to write for somebody and the funny thing about it is I have never actually managed to write that song yet I haven't really thought yeah this is the song that I've written I have written for someone but it's like the whole idea of the song is like about writing a song, which is so ironic. And I think that is what makes it really cool. And it's so simple. But then I like in the background, they have the writing noise of the pencil on paper of somebody writing. I think that's quite cool. We were in Chicago and we had been in for a few nights and it was like probably four o'clock in the morning when I got in and in to record it. And my voice was really, really bad, but actually for the way the song is sang, it kind of fitted. So John was like, let's just get on with it now. And whatever, uh, and whatever, at, and at the end of the session, I remember him going like, you should keep his, your voice like that, that bad all the time. Since then, I've had sore throats forever. No, I'm joking. Uh, so, so yeah that's kind of interesting I literally thought I was going to sound rubbish so I didn't know if I should even be doing anything but it came out really nice because it's really softly sang with a little bit of grovel Ooh. Uh, so I know in uh, interviews Liam talked about him being disappointed that he didn't go to the writing session that day because this was like a song he really really wished he'd written on um, and again, we have to commend Liam for having such good, like, taste in songs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can trust mm-hmm. Liam with having good favorites. Yeah. Um, so, and then earlier listener reactions. This is, again, way back when Made in the AM came out. Um, at Phantom's Babe said, Lyrically the strongest on Made in the AM. Very Paul Simon. Tender, sweet, and very country. I love it. Um, but let's go through our first impressions. Kara, what did you think of this song when you first heard it? I thought it was so just like lovely and I think kind of different from what One Direction has done. I mean, I guess not that much, but I just for some reason like really stood out to me. I think Mm -hmm. maybe the lyrics like made it stronger um, than like what they've done in the past. Um, And I remember like crying the first time I heard it. Um, And I think that, no, this was the second one I cried on for Made in the (laughs) Air. If I Could Fly was the first one. This one was the second culprit. But um, I just thought it was so lovely and beautiful. And I like made my friends listen to it right away because it was just one of those songs that was like, guys, like, listen to how good One Direction is, like, listen to the lyrics, like, how beautiful is this song, um, and I just remember loving it right away, and it just, like, really, um, like, it struck, it struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. And Danielle, how about you? Um, I have a terrible memory, so I don't actually remember the first time listening to it. I know that I've always liked it, though, mm-hmm. um, and I, I will cry, but only if I sing it. Interesting. So you know how- yeah, because I don't know. It's like, you know, when you're like, I guess on the verge of crying and mm-hmm. someone asks you what's wrong and then you go to talk and then you're just yes. like, yes, oh yeah. I guess God. it's maybe kind of like that. Mm, I totally understand that. What a good <laughs> way to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie, do you remember the first time you heard it? Yes, it had been um, a really horrible evening. Um, there'd been horrible terrorist attacks in France, in Paris. Mm-hmm. And I've got family in France and I was feeling so sad. And finally, my daughter went to sleep 
and I listened to it on my headphones and I was just so scared of the world that evening. I was mm-hmm. so anxious for the future and I was thinking about what kind of world my baby's going to be growing into. And when I heard the song, I just wanted to cry because it summed up how I feel about my baby mm-hmm. and how I want to protect her. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I cried as well. Yeah. Um, it just sums up the feeling of overwhelming love and also mm-hmm. protection yeah. without being too mushy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite simple. It's quite, it's really beautiful in that way. It's not too over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I cried as well. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, when I first heard it, it was very much like this is, such a deeply emotional song but like mm. saying it in such a pure way I don't know like yeah it I don't it was you just immediately you knew it wasn't like um some of the other kind of cheesy love songs or cheesy kind of songs 1D does it was it was very much um like a very deep uh deep song and we're definitely going to get into that as we go because um I think the song does take on so much more meaning and um, especially if you have kids and I think of like my younger sisters even though they're not like young young but you know just that feeling of wanting to protect someone or mm. be there and be strong for them I guess <clears throat> um so going and I wait when my first time listening to it yeah I think I was sitting on my bed and I played it and I just really really liked it on first listen um but I don't rem- I don't I didn't cry I don't don't think I usually cry when I listen to songs Um, although like going away to college there were certain songs that I would play and I would cry um, just Mm. because leaving my family Um, but so specifically Sophie and Danielle are in this episode um, because this song is similar to a lullaby and you know we've talked a bit about the meaning of the song um, and you guys both have babies and I feel like the song takes on a whole new meaning Um, And we're going to get into, like, the actual lyrics, but if you guys each want to say a little bit, I know, Sophie, you started to say what it means to you as a mother. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, I guess, a bit more of what it means. Danielle, do you want to say something? I mean, I definitely agree with Sophie, especially now, like, even more so. I guess I feel like everything that's been going on lately Mm -hmm. is, like, definitely thinking, like, what is going to happen what are we bringing our children into Mm -hmm. yeah so um definitely that I um I I can look at it too like my initial reaction like when I listen to the song is definitely thinking of Declan but um I also really like it in terms of like them saying that to like their partner or whoever Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. really sweet as well Mm -hmm. so That's what's so beautiful about this song. It has the ability to be flexible in who it's talking about, you know. It can be applied to many different situations, um, which I think makes it really relatable to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Sophie, do you have anything else to say about this? No, I completely agree with you that um, that protection you feel when you become a parent Mm. is really illustrated in these lyrics. It's very hard to explain how, um, Mm -hmm. but they really are that feeling of protection. And do you guys have any other friends that are parents that you've shared this song with or who who know the song or not as much? Uh, I'm, you know what? None of my friends are... Uh, one of my friends is One Direction fan, that's all. Mm-hmm. Lots of my friends don't even like them, so 
No, isn't that sad? Mm. <laughs> Boo people who don't like One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, um, my friends are definitely my best friend it loves One Direction, but I don't have any that have children, have any friends that have children either, so mm. Mm. Um, I do. I would wonder, like, uh, if other people heard this song, if they would, you know, if it would take on a bigger, like, meaning for more people, I guess. I don't know. Because um, I feel like a lot of people listening are like young fans who might not have children. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us go into the lyrical analysis. So I am going to start with the title, <laughs> as I do. Um, and we can sort of each just go through what we think and we're going to break it down um, a bit like by verse sections. Um but first, the title, I Want to Write You a Song. Um, it's one of the longest titus, titles One Direction has. Um, and like, and I, want, I sort of wonder why they decided to include the whole thing, like besides just like write you a song or um, like another smaller snippet. But I like that they have the whole thing because I think it um, like covers the meaning more so than any other combination of what you could have. Do you guys think the same thing? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I I think it's like cute and it definitely like sort of highlights the like meta factor that's like a song about Mm. writing a song. Um, And I think it's like interesting because it's not like I wrote you a song. It's like I want to write you a song. Um, And I feel like um, Liam um, in his like rambly track by track, like kind of like (laughs) um, talked about that and the fact that he like says he's always wanted to write someone a song like this, but he's never been able to like fully do it mm-hmm. um and so like the kind of like I want to write you a song it's like they wrote a song this one this song but even that doesn't capture all the feelings that they want to capture which mm. I think is interesting yeah um okay so let's go on to the first verse which is sung by Harry and he sings I and I love <laughs> I love how it's a wolf wanna in this lyrical like these lyrics that I got instead of want to I don't know (laughs) if that's like what the actual cd casing says I don't know if they have it written there but it says I want to write you a song one as beautiful as you are sweet with just a hint of pain for the feeling that I get when you are gone Mm. I want to write you a song um, and this uh, song, now I feel like so pressured talking about the music because like <laughs> Sophie knows more about the music than me. <laughs> but, no, um, I really don't. I really, really don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it opens up with some really chill guitar. <laughs> My te- technical musical words here. <laughs> um, and, and immediately you can hear that sound that Liam was talking about in the track by track. He said someone writing on a piece of paper or whatever to be like writing the song um, but it almost sounds like you can also hear that person's hand moving um or on the strings of the guitar like in between um different plucks of the guitar and um it sort of like also sounds a bit um almost staticky in the background that made me mm-hmm. think of when you put mm-hmm. like a tape in or something where you may have scratched part of a cd or something where or like a record yeah, or, yeah exactly where it's gonna like make the same sort of mess up sound every time it made it feel more like you were actually in the recording room like with them and they kept all those background noises in on purpose um, mm-hmm. uh, that's so. absolutely right it sounds so intimate it sounds mm-hmm. like yeah. it's just you and them and that's what makes it so touching, I think. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, paints a picture. This whole song, 
Like I can just picture things yes. in my head. <clears throat> yeah. So pretty how it opens. Um, and then what do I have next? Um, oh, wait, do you like the, like the writing sounds? Cause I mean, I feel like they could like kind of sound effects could end up being cheesy, <laughs> but like personally, I actually really do like the writing sounds. Cause I think it like adds a bit more of a story and I don't know, mm-hmm. it just kind of like, it's like subtle enough that I feel like it works, but yeah, I liked them. What did you guys think? You liked them? Do you know what? I didn't notice it. Isn't that awful? Same. I it when people... <laughs> I, maybe I was crying too much. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> but no, I didn't notice them at all. So they can't be that distracting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They blend in perfectly. And if you were like, you don't notice them. But then once you do, you're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Sometimes you have to listen and like really specifically like listen for one thing in order to hear it. Because like a lot of things are going on at once. So you might just miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this to me, this uh, opening thing, the the lyrics mean um, you're wanting to write someone a song. And I love the line, um, one as beautiful as you are sweet, because I think mm-hmm. this description of the person is so key into that um, understanding, the flexible understanding of who it can be written for. And also mm-hmm. like describing someone in, and not just on, just not on sweet, but in a lot of the other descriptions they use to describe the person is so, uh, good. Like, I don't know. It's just so good the way they describe the person. And then I can like so it. pure. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you compare it to like steal my girl where it's like, <laughs> she walked in with some skinny jeans or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> ah, just like the comparison there is so different. Um, and I don't know, it seems like you're really talking about the reasons you like a person rather than, you know, surface level things. Mm-hmm. Um, did, what did you guys think of those first two lines? I guess we can go to Kara first. Um, I thought like, I don't know. I think that like sweet is just such a pure word. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like beautiful is kind of like thrown around all the time, but like <laughs> the fact that they're calling like the song beautiful is nice, but also, I don't know. I just really liked the word sweet. I just, for some reason it just made it feel like really um authentic and like real and just cute as heck like Mm -hmm. that's all I have to say like I just love the word sweet that's yeah Mm -hmm. and Sophie how about you well I'm very biased but my daughter is really beautiful and really sweet so (laughs) these words automatically make me think of her gorgeous face Mm -hmm. so as soon as I start listening to the song I think of her yeah they're definitely words that you can see for like a a little kid like sweet I feel like or like my mom always called us sweetie so I feel like those are very like um child endearing yeah endearing um Danielle did you still call you sweetie now yeah she does (laughs) (laughs) sweetie is a common pet name in this house Um, I think my mom's uh, Instagram name is like Sweetness's Mom or something like Aww, that. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah. Um, okay. How about with just a hint of pain for the feeling that I get when you are gone? So these ones to me mean that, um, and I think going along with some of the rest of the lyrics as well in the song, um, that the person's not always with uh, the person they're singing about and. Um, they have time away and if you look at that in like the boys lifestyle that could mean like they're away from home a lot Um, but I also think of it like and I know we are geared to this sort of like parent child thing but I think the song also like has that in it in a lot of ways Um, I think of 
like going off to school or, you know, mm-hmm. dropping a kid off like for, to kindergarten for the first time or whatever it is. Um, just knowing that you have to be away from someone and feeling that like little bit of pain, but um, also... That's exactly what it was for me, exactly. Yeah. When I dropped my daughter off at nursery for the first time, it was like a physical pain. Yeah. It was awful. And it's really hard to put into words. And I think they they really understand that the feeling that I get when she's not with me is painful. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. bittersweet because I know she's there and she's fine and she's happy. But mm-hmm. right. exactly, dropping her off at kindergarten for the first time was awful. <laughs> I don't know if you had a similar experience, Danielle. Yeah, um, it's uh, actually the first day was okay. It's like later on when he had to change classrooms. Uh-huh. And that was like a big thing for him. And he was crying and I was crying. And oh. it, was like, it was a mess. But like... I do like the the hint of pain because, you know, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a good thing that, you know, they're going, they're learning, they're, like, developing new relationships and stuff. Like, so it's, like, it's not tragic. It's just a little hint. Like Mm -hmm. That that shows, like, the very, the detail of the word hint makes such a difference than, like, if it was, like, the blow of pain or, like, the huge amount of weight. Like, it, it, it conveys a very specific feeling. Um, and I know the three, none of the boys wrote on this song and, uh, I'm just sort of wondering if any of the songwriters do have kids and if they were thinking about that at all when they were singing or if they were, I don't know who they were thinking about. Um, but that is interesting to see how the song would be different if it was maybe written by like, uh, One Direction versus, Mm. um, I don't know if the other guys have kids, but they may, um, any other thoughts on the uh, those two lines or those last the end of this thing I guess yeah I liked that they added like the bit of pain just because I feel like it makes it more realistic than just kind of just like a sappy song I think that's like why we like it more than just like a cheesier song that like I mean I still love those don't get me wrong but like Mm -hmm. I think that this is very realistic in that it um reminds us that like there are bad things in the world but that like you can find comfort in the connections that you have Mm. um and I think it's it's really beautiful um but like it's not saying like the world is like perfect and like because you're like you know you're in it and it's gonna be perfect and beautiful and flowers and unicorns (laughs) all the time but um and I think also they like kind of really the the sound of the song really um uh works with that just because there like seems to be like I don't know a hint of pain with like the stripped backness and like the raspy Mm -hmm. voices it seems Mm -hmm. very raw and like unfiltered and just like Mm -hmm. I don't know just very real like I keep on coming back to that word real but like I don't know this that's what that song is to me Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely sounds I would love to hear what they do like with this one live and if they really just like all sit on the stage and you know maybe it's just Niall playing the guitar you know that would be cool um okay let's move on to Liam's verse which is I want to lend you my coat one that's as soft as your cheek so when the world is cold, you'll have a hiding place you can go. I want to lend you my coat. Um, and uh, this one, I also, in the last one too, I love how the first line and the last line are the same in these ones. It sort of sandwiches yeah. in as bookends. I think that's really nice. Um, and the I want to lend you my coat is, uh, lending someone your coat is, a, is an action that's taken on meaning just like in general in society, sort of like a protecting thing, I think. I always picture like, 
older brother is lending you a coat or like if you're in a relationship one person might lend their partner a coat to keep them warm mm-hmm. and like sort of sacrifice yourself getting cold but like mm-hmm. sort of warm inside knowing that whoever you gave your coat to is warm um, and again that sort of protection type of thing keeping them protected mm-hmm. from like the cold and the wind and whatever that metaphorically like the bad things going on in the world um, especially when you have that that hiding place you can go the coat becomes mm. sort of a shield from other things mm. going on um, which I thought was a really good metaphor there um, and then also the the coat that's as soft as your cheek um, I picture like someone stroking someone's cheek which is a very intimate yep. thing yep. but not necessarily like a sexual thing, you know, you know right. like even with like partners and relationships, stroking the cheek is not a very sexually driven act. <laughs> so I thought that was, again, that intimacy that's, um, that is really sweet again, like sort of, uh, deep and loving and moving. Um, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of this verse? Anyone can jump in. <laughs> I think you pretty much said like everything I was thinking, <laughs> Um, yeah, me too. I love that it's like really like cute and tender, and mm-hmm. I think that like I don't know, like a coat is such a normal mundane object, but just to be used in this like really sweet way, it takes on like a powerful meaning. And um, like you were saying, um, it has like that protection factor, and it it I don't know, it seems like such a simple act, but like it the love behind it mm-hmm. like just like speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And you're putting their comfort and their needs before your own. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you're cold. It's about looking after them and mm. giving them that hiding place mm-hmm. to protect them. Yeah, and it's so cute, like the hiding place. Like I just think that's so cute because you wouldn't oh, like think of the like a coat as like being a hiding place, but I think it's it's so like perfect and it just like I don't know. It, it definitely just seems like a coat is like a metaphor for like something else, just kind of like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like your love or just like, yeah, your relationship with them. Yeah, there's definitely multiple meanings with this too. Because you could go with like literal cold or cold as in like heartless. Yeah. Or, you know, so. Yeah, that's so true because it's like protecting you from like love, uh, things that might break your heart. And I think it says that later somewhere about – something yeah but the heart is gonna sink later that line too I was thinking like you have to let someone go out and get hurt because that's part of their life you can't protect them from anything but you want to give them this coat to sort of be there where they can hide away when they need it and feel that protection and that love again Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm also picturing just like little kids putting on their parents coats and how that could become (laughs) a hiding place because a parent coat is so much bigger Oh, <laughs> after this, I'm like, I need all the kids in the world. They're too adorable. Um, okay, anything else about this one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, let's move on to Louis's part. He says, ooh, everything I need, I get from you. Ooh, giving back is all I want to do. And first and foremost, Louis's voice on this part, oh, the like the mm-hmm. gravelly yes. tone when it's this slow mm-hmm. is just so so good. So good. Yeah. What do you guys think of this? I don't want to start everything. So why not, Sophie? You talk about these two lines if you would like. Well, I think what's interesting about this part of the of the song is that it could have gone into this big crescendo and been mm. a bit cheesy and a bit more like a ballad, and it's still stripped back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it still feels very intimate. 
and Louise got such a perfect voice for this kind of a song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, it's just lovely yeah and I like the way he sings his ooze yeah really <laughs> <laughs> um, Danielle how about you um I really like these lines uh, from a mom's perspective because, you know, like moms, you know, their children are everything Mm -hmm. to them. And all we want to do is, you know, give them everything that they need and want and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, written plainly right there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Kara, what do you think? Um, I thought it was really cute because, I mean, like, One Direction, the things that, like, what they do is, like, singing and writing songs. So Mm -hmm. um, the way that they're giving back to, like, their loved ones is to, like, write and sing songs about them, which I just think is so sweet and cute. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, again, this kind of, like, the giving back is all I want to do. And I guess, like, both these lines, actually, um, is kind of just going back to the idea of, like, um, they feel like they're... I don't know, they feel like anything they'll do isn't enough to, like, um, give back all that the other person has given to them, which mm-hmm. I just think is really sweet. And it just, like, really goes to show, like, how much they care about the other person. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about um, this first line in context of the song and how if it was maybe in a different song with different lyrics, it might be perceived as sort of negative or like we might say, oh, it's kind of bad that they don't get everything they need. They get from this one person. Like yeah. you shouldn't have everything relying on some person, but it's totally right. different in this context. Like that's not at all what this song means. Um, and I know yeah. we've, we've talked about lines in the past where we thought like, oh, it seems kind of weird where you're getting your self-worth from one person. But that's not what this seems like in this context. It doesn't seem like that at all. And it's just like, I even pictured, especially with the giving back is all I want to do, is like Louis with the charities he works with and the sick children um, charities that he has and the Cinderella ball Mm -hmm. and like giving back in that, like giving back your time and volunteering and um, giving money and whatever you can to give back to um, you know, people, I thought I pictured that as well. And I think I pictured that a lot with a lot of the song and how, um, the boys are in a position where they can give back. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I imagined that as well. Mm. Um, anything yeah, else about I this? About that. I yeah, haven't thought about that. They do so much for charity, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think about, you guys are really good at analyzing these lyrics. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. <laughs> That's what's so brilliant about us all coming together because you get so many new like reads of songs. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, anything else about these ones? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to Liam's, which uh, Liam comes and sings the next verse, which is, I want to build you a boat, one as strong as you are free. So anytime you think that your heart is going to sink, you know it won't. I want to build you a boat. Um, And Kara, why don't you kick this one off? What did you think about this verse? I think this is so beautiful. And I think that like One Direction really does a good job of um, like boat and like ocean metaphors. Mm -hmm. I just think that this is like a strong point. And like the fact that it's in here in such a, I don't know, um, like a strip back song and it's not like you know giant waves I'm just like picturing like, a tiny little like toy boat that's like mm. made out of like um wood or something I don't know yes. that's like what the vibe I get from this um 
And I, I just think like the um, one as strong as you are free is the actual like perfect line. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's just exactly like what I would want to be described as like strong mm-hmm. and free. Like those mm-hmm. are real, they're not tied to your, you know, you know, like your, your looks or anything. It just like, as it just like kind of like gets to the core of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that I, I really love this verse. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also interesting that it's like less literal now. Cause like, I mean, they're probably not going to actually literally build someone a boat, um, but like, you know, with a <laughs> coat thing, they could definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I um, mean, like writing a song is like, could be literal too, but this is interesting that like, you know, this is like less literal now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think of the, um, the building a boat is like a labor of love type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You're like willing to put in that time and that energy and the physical right. energy to do it. Mm-hmm. My daughter watches a program called In the Night Garden. I don't know if you have it in America. I, I haven't heard of it. So. <laughs> oh, there's a character called Iggle Piggle. And when he gets into his, he's got a little boat mm-hmm. and it's got a light on it. And he drifts off into the night garden, which is like a place of daydreams. And that's oh. what it makes him think of. Oh, that is so beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, not the computer that I'm recording from, but my other computer, <laughs> Kara will know this happens a couple times. <laughs> it, like, it, like, the screen goes dead, so I'm just oh, God. re-up doing this. So, Kara, you might want to write down the time. Uh, okay. On this oh, one, on, it says 51.58, but I can't write it down right now because I'm okay. restarting. Um, uh, what was I going to say about it? Um, oh, yeah. Also, um, while this restarts, okay. Hold on a sec. Enter. Um, I also thought of these lines too when it talks about um, the the being the boat with the sinking heart. So anytime you're feeling, anytime your heart sinks, like you'll um, you'll like think of me and you'll feel better or whatever. I mm. think um, I think of the book The Kissing Hand. I may have mentioned it on the show before. Have you guys read that book before, The Kissing Hand? I've never heard of it. Is it a yeah, children's book? Yeah, it's a children's book, and it's really, really sweet. So if you're looking for a good book to buy your kid, uh, this would be <laughs> a good one. Um, but it's about um, a little raccoon going off to school for the first time, oh. and um, like a, a school in a tree, and there's other animals and everything. Um, and he is scared to go, and his mom puts a kiss in the palm of his hand and says, like, whenever you're feeling nervous or whenever you miss me, you can press your, like, palm up to your face and it'll be saying, like, mama loves you, mama loves you, or whatever. Um, And I thought of this just, like, that whenever you think your heart's going to sink, and I know, like, the next verse, too, just about, like, the song, um, uh, remembering, listening to this person's voice, um, just, like, that remembering that someone's there if you're feeling lonely you have something to sort of grasp onto which is this song and this boat and the coat and all these different um metaphors um also like sounds so lovely yeah Sorry. that really, really does. does yeah I was like tearing off thinking that I also <laughs> just like love raccoons and just like uh, wow. yeah it's it's a really really good book and my mom used to read it to us so Uh-oh. definitely definitely get that on your book purchasing or library takeout list because it's a cute one um what else did people think about this verse well I was just thinking like that um when you were talking about it um like like your like the the phrase like my heart sank like that's like an mm. actual phrase like a sort of like cliche phrase I guess like yeah. you know like 
Um, but like, I think that's so interesting. They took it like as literal, like when, um, then they incorporate it in like a water and mm-hmm. boat metaphor. So it's like taking, um, a type of like a phrase that we all know, like, oh, my heart sank when I like mm-hmm. heard that or something and then making it like literal, like, oh, your heart's going to sink in the ocean, but it won't because I have a boat now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just feel like that's so great. Like, like your heart might sink a little bit. Um, just like, you know, you might feel down a little bit, but you know, it won't like completely break because mm-hmm. I have like this like uh, net and like guard for, mm-hmm. you know, against the worst possible. Mm-hmm. And I thought too that like the the going free, the person is free, like you're letting them go out and you're letting their heart, you know, you know, get hurt in some ways. And yeah. like you're sending them out because you love them and you want them to be free. Um, but you know, their heart may sink and you can't control that, but you still want to be there like to catch them um, if they're feeling upset. And it's that sort of, um, I guess, the struggle that uh, we feel about, you know, letting someone go, but also like wanting to them to be there, whatever, whatever situation it's in, if it's a kid, if it's a friend, if it's like a partner, um, there's that like tension, I guess. Mm-hmm. I also do like these metaphors too, because they're dependent on the person, like as strong as you are free, mm. as soft as your cheek. So like the freer you are, the stronger. Yeah. The boat. Oh, and, wow. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's so true. Like they depend on each other. If one goes yeah. up, the other goes up. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's really cool. Um, okay. Anyone else have anything about this one? Okay. Let's move on. Then we have Louis singing his little bit again. Um, the, ooh, everything I need I get from you, ooh, giving back is all I want to do. Um, and we have this nice little musical interlude here, which is very pretty. And sometimes 1D has one of these things in their songs, like right around the same place. Um, but sometimes they don't. And it just like this, you could really distinctly hear like the soft music and very lullaby sounding. Um, and I thought it was really pretty. Um, and then... Yeah, I know what interest, instrument it was. What? And I think and I can't find out what instrument it is that's playing oh yeah I would have zero idea (laughs) (laughs) does it sound like a guitar yeah I'm not sure it Um, wouldn't be like a harp or anything no I don't know yeah it was just really really pretty though I love that they had that I'm discovering that there are some pretty crazy instruments used now like that I didn't realize were instruments I don't know this is kind of like a side tangent but have y'all seen the movie home uh what I with the boobs yeah Yeah. I don't think so um what anyways there's like this song in there and it sounds very techno but Mm -hmm. it's actually like some like instrument from like Africa or something I don't know it's crazy oh cool you know we never know they could have some so you mean Weird. when we're bashing on 1D for putting robots in their songs, we really could it be might real actually be an instrument. Wow, we should do wow. our research. I know. I wonder if like there's any place we could see like what instruments they actually used in a song instead of us just being like, I think they used a banjo. Like, <laughs> well, honestly, especially in Olivia, I know they talked about trumpets, but maybe they were some special kind of trumpets or something. Yes, mm-hmm. I'd love to know this stuff. Yeah. I, I do that when they give out, like, when you buy a physical CD, which I haven't done for, I don't know, maybe, maybe I have the physical one of one of their first albums, but I know I don't have it of the latest one. Do they ever put that type of stuff in the album? 
cover, I, like the little booklet thing, or no? I don't know, because like you'd think they would, because they need to credit like who does the music, yeah. right? Um, like who plays the instruments, but I don't know if they actually do that, because like I'm sure there's like so many different types of yeah. instruments that they use on right. like, one one. And then would they be like soundboard? Mm. Oh yeah, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. then you think of like when they did Olivia and they recorded at Abbey Roads and they had all the strings players. Like how many yeah. people are they credited? Entire orchestra. Yeah, but. Man, I feel like Julian Bonetta needs to publish this somehow so we can do some detective work. <laughs> um, okay, and then Harry repeats those lines. I don't know if I said that. Um, and it's interesting to hear the Louis version and then the Harry version right after each other and, like, compare their voices because it is, like, very distinct. You can hear their voices so well in this song. Mm. Um, and then we go into Niall for the last verse, which is, I want to write you a song, one to make your heart remember me. So anytime I'm gone, you can listen to my voice and sing along. Mm. I want to write you a song. I want to write you a song. And Danielle, how about you take a stab at this one? Oh, I don't want to go first. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this one actually doesn't have a comparison, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, the, mm-hmm. as I said before, but... um. So one to make your heart remember me. Let's see. Someone else go first. <laughs> um, okay. So I, Kara, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Why don't you go? <laughs> okay. So I was thinking that um, this one um, is you're, again, I feel that like I, I had that kissing hand thing again where you're like letting them go free. You're sending them and you know you guys are going to be apart. Um, but you want there to be something to remember the person by. Um, and anytime they're missing them, they can just play this song. And it's sort of recognizing the song right now. It's um, being aware that they have actually written a song because this is the song that they're singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you can sing along. And I did also think of like when a person's gone, that could also mean they passed away. I think that's, yeah. an, that's also an interpretation of this song. That's um, what I thought as well. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's very morbid, but I think that it's it's wonderful to have something to remember somebody by mm-hmm. in that way and when Niall sings that and he sings it in such a beautiful pure way mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that's what he's saying mm-hmm. that yeah. if he if he is gone then we'll always have his his lovely voice yeah gosh that's really depressing <laughs> I know <laughs> that's true. where I read it too though and like that's really? what like the hint of pain that they're talking about I feel mm-hmm. like is them just like I don't know like reminding us of mortality at the yeah. end of the song but it just <laughs> I feel like it, it's also like so beautiful though because it's just like you can listen uh, to my voice and sing along and it's just like kind of like companionship even like after mm-hmm. they're gone or if they're just like away for the weekend mm-hmm. like you know taking trips <laughs> but yeah because um, yeah in a, in a lot of years like musicians pass away and they leave their music and we've seen a lot of musicians pass away in this past year that have been really really important to to music um, but we still have those songs and we can still go back to them, whether or not this is someone who wrote a song for you or it's a song you're listening to because you love them and you are a fan of their music. You can still mm. find that connection and, you know, be brought back to certain times that you listened and to their singing, even though they may not be alive anymore. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I just had a revelation. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So I know we're getting a little bit ahead of it because later on, you ask why did they put this one on the album Mm -hmm. because it kind of doesn't really go with everything else Mm -hmm. but what if this was their song they're like we're gonna be gone so this is the song oh Oh. 
that you can sing along with and remember us. That's so weird. Oh my gosh. That's like, yeah, I definitely could. Wow. That was good. That was really good. And um, I had a point and then it completely left me. That is amazing. Yeah, I love that. They knew it. They knew it before. Because <laughs> oh. it's also like, these are the songs and we see it in both of you guys. You're playing it to your children and you're singing it to your children. And I think of like the songs that my parents passed on to me that the artists were like older than me. So obviously, like most likely they'll pass away before and then I'll have this music of those artists. And like with mm-hmm. 1D, you know, as generations go, we have kids that are younger and those are the songs we're giving them. And then as, you know, 1D gets older, I don't know. It's just a very morbid to talk about. Don't, talk about <laughs> don't go that far. <laughs> but like, you know. We, that you grow up with right. um, has a huge influence on your life. And I was thinking, this is what my daughter's going to remember from her right. childhood. It's right. these songs is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. What were you guys exposed to, like, musically when you were growing up from your parents? Um, my parents um, played a lot of ABBA, uh, Queen, yeah. Beatles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dixie Chicks my mom played a lot of um, and like those they have such deep meaning to me now like the songs Mm -hmm. you know when I think of my all-time favorite songs it's hard to say like to pick a very recent song as an all-time like life favorite because you have so many memories wrapped around certain songs um, and they mean so much to you yeah and like um yeah my my dad really really loves music and he like um you know I grew up on like classic rock and yeah especially like Queen and the Beatles were like two of my favorites like Mm -hmm. I just remember so many times like on the weekends my dad just like blasting the Beatles and actually it's funny because like this song like especially the first like couple of like notes um reminded me of a Beatles song and I like still can't remember what song it is and I called my dad today and was like trying to like sing him part of the song that I was like <laughs> like thought that I remembered and he was like going through his CDs and like playing me different songs and he's like is this one it Kara is this one it? I'm like no dad like I don't know what am I making up this song in my head but I swear and I want to like have to like search through the entire Beatles discography to like find this song because like my life will not be complete until I finish it, like find that but was it yesterday um, yeah, it that's what like mm. I, I could see that. I don't. I think it was like a bit more beat um, than mm. that, and I think that like, um, I think it might be we can work it out, but I don't know because it's it's like that, but it's like a bit different. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making up this song in my head, but I, I, I feel like now I have a Beatles song in my head, and I don't know which one it is. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to sing yeah, the tune, like the and if anyone, if you guys or our <laughs> listeners can like identify this song, please write in. Okay, here I go. <laughs> so okay, so first of all, it's like the first like couple of notes that like uh-huh. really remind me of the song, and then okay, Duh, no, and now I'm getting confused because like now I'm thinking of the actual song. Okay, wait. Okay. Um, and also I feel like the word we will always be friends or something is like vaguely in my mind with this song so if anyone knows <laughs> what I'm talking about please let me know because I really need to find this song I don't know the one I think I was thinking of was there are places I remember which has that like um I think it starts out with a guitar maybe um um and then it kind of relates to, like, the, the message of the song, too, a bit. Now I have to go back and listen. Um, okay, anything else about this last verse? Um, I just like um, how it, it just wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah. brings it full circle. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just wrote the song. Here it is. Yeah, it's like, mm. it starts the way it ends. Yeah. 
And also, it also starts, I mean, it fades out again with the writing noise that it began with, mm-hmm. which I feel like is such a good, I think this entire song is so good with doing like, um, like first line last, like making like little packages, like, you know, little like wrapped up packages, mm-hmm. like each verse, I feel like is like stands well on its own. Mm-hmm. And like how it like starts the first line and like repeats itself with the last line. I just feel mm-hmm. like it all like, is very parallel and like Mm -hmm. again with like the writing noise ending it and starting it I think it like I don't know something about this song is very like symmetric to me and like just very like pleasing to listen to because it just like has like this path like this um pattern that it follows and Mm -hmm. it just like it does it really well and it just like yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. I agree like Um, a story for babies really isn't it like mm -hmm. a story oh yeah um, okay, so musical analysis. Now <laughs> I'll read my words that I put for instruments and then more knowledgeable <laughs> people <laughs> can take it away. I said uh, plucking guitar because it sounds more, it sounds very like you can hear each like string almost. Um, and then in that like uh, musical interlude, I know we said we didn't know what the instrument was. There was some like sort of stringy sound going on, um, a static noise, <laughs> which I think was the handwriting. Um, and like, the, again, the hand moving on the guitar, it almost like you could hear them picking up their hand from the guitar at some points. But I don't know what, if I'm just making that up. Um, but yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, Sophie, what did you hear in this? Absolutely the same. And I do wish that we knew more about the kind of instruments they, they play on the song. Mm-hmm. That information has to be somewhere. It just has to be. I I know. Where is it? (laughs) Um, Kara, do you have any uh, analysis of these instruments? I have nothing else to say except that I really like how stripped back it is. And, Mm -hmm. like, I just, just, like, could think in an alternate universe where they, like, overproduce this song and how heartbreaking that would be just because it's so perfect as is. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so happy that they decided to, like, really keep it so toned down because, like, I know sometimes One Direction can you know, go a bit overboard with, like, the little um, producing. But I think they, like, really did a perfect job on this one. Mm-hmm. Yes, I completely agree. Same. It sounds like, too, like, this is what I would want for some of the songs that One Direction has done. And I'm like, oh, I wish it was more stripped back. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is what you could have had on so many of the songs. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, okay, influences. I know we talked about Beatles and it being sounding very much like a lullaby in some ways. Um, did you guys have other influences or um, have anything else to say about it sounding? Or I guess we're going to get to Lullaby in a second, but any other influences that you heard? No? <laughs> I don't, I think, I really think that the Beatles just really yeah. stood out to me. Like, honestly, like, I think that, like, maybe if I, like, showed this to someone and this is, like, an unreleased Beatles song, like, I wonder if, like, if they didn't know the Beatles that well, if they would be like, oh, wow, like, this is, mm-hmm. this is great, like. When did they write this? Um, but yeah, I think that I wonder if they were like, um, like they had that in their minds, like while they were writing it, they, they mm-hmm. wanted to be like inspired by the Beatles or if like the Beatles, because they just kind of influenced music, mm-hmm. like they've influenced them. So it's just kind of like um, subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we said that this song sounds like a lullaby. And I know you guys have sung it to your kids before. Um, what, what did you think like of them going into it? Did it just like sort of end up this way or how do you think it came together like this? Cause it does in a way seem like it's a bit separated from other 1D songs, even other 1D slow songs. Like this one definitely stands out to me as something different. And I think of the other slow songs on this album, like, um, uh, what is it? I, uh, 
what are they on this album? I wanna fly. And definitely, I'm saying that wrong. <laughs> if, uh, if, if I, I could, could fly, if I, could fly. fly. <laughs> I know there was something Let wrong with it. <laughs> I wanna yeah. fly. Definitely wrong. An AM. Yeah, AM. Um, and like that one, you can just immediately like talking out of our asses versus like I wanna like <laughs> lend you my coat. Very different. <laughs> Very different. Um, but like, what makes this one so stand such a standout on the album? Um, do you guys think? Sophie, we can start with you. Um, beautiful lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. The way the boys have really um, sound so invested in what they're singing. Mm-hmm. Their voices sound so pure and lovely. And I like hearing that it was made at four in the morning, mm. that quiet, peaceful time where you don't want to be too noisy. Yeah. And that may be a time when you're up with your baby singing a lullaby. Mm-hmm. I just think all of it is so lovely and intimate. Mm-hmm. And Danielle, how about you? Um, I don't know. I just, it's really hard to believe that they didn't write on it or mm-hmm. it just mm. seems like, because it, it does seem that like, that somebody who is a parent had to have, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I mean, I know that, or at the time that they wrote this, they didn't know Louis was going to be a dad, right? Um, I don't know. Oh, when I'm was sure. what uh, Louis' baby was born last year in January, and they started writing the album around March, I think, the year before that. So, like, maybe right. he was just finding out. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's not a correlation with that, but yeah, it's yeah. Like, it just seems that it's like there's and such like, a connection. Like Sophia said, they're so invested in what in what they're singing. It's just mm-hmm. hard to believe that. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how about you, Kara? I think that, like, um, I mean, I know that Liam said that he had always wanted to write a song like this. So even if they didn't write it, I think that they all feel, like, really, uh, like, emotionally attached to mm-hmm. it. So I think that's, like, mm-hmm. why it worked so well is, like, um, I mean, I think that the song kind of, like, anyone can relate to. So, like, the fact that, like, the boys are relating to it, like, as they're singing, I feel like isn't hard to believe because mm-hmm. they're... You know, I don't know, because it's such a good personal song that, like, I think that you can connect, like, literally anyone could connect to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the song just kind of reminds me of, um, I think it's a bonus track from Take Me Home, like, Truly, Madly, Deeply, mm. sort of, um, just because it's, like, again, stripped back. But I, mm-hmm. I like this one better. But it's, like, sort of, um, you know, like, quieter and softer and more, like, intimate. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, like, that's the only One Direction song that I could even remotely compare it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we don't we haven't really talked about that song too much, but I definitely see the comparisons there. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I wonder also if this song has taken on any meaning for Louis since he's had his kid as well. Yeah. Um, and we know we've he's said in a recent interview that he's sung some songs to his kid, but I don't know if they were One Direction songs, but <laughs> that would be cool too if that if that was the case. Oh, that's so cute. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a lucky baby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has your experience been um, singing this to your, to your kids? Like, ha- like what, I don't know, as, I mean, obviously I don't have kids, so, like, I feel like that would be just a really intimate thing to share. Oh, I love singing to my daughter. She's She's probably not really a big fan, but... I really enjoy it. <laughs> and um, she's getting a bit older now and she's, she sings along. That I want so to try cool. and um, 
send you guys an audio of us singing it together so maybe you can put it in the podcast yeah that would be so so cute i want to write you a song one that's beautiful as you are with just a hint of pain for the feeling that i get when you're gone i want to write you a song danielle do you sing it with your little one as well um, he lately has been really uncooperative, but I have the, um, <laughs> I have the, he doesn't even let me sing. Like, he's like, no, shh. <laughs> like, he will be three in April. Uh, I see. He's asserting but, his independence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I have like, I think it was like a year ago. I have like on Instagram, him singing, drag me down. Yeah. Oh, I think um, I've seen that one. That one's yeah. so cute. Oh, I haven't seen it. That sounds so cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll see if I can get the audio from that. We could just put yeah. that in. Oh, yes, this is what this podcast That'd means. Awesome. <laughs> just baby singing. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, okay, how about favorite lyric? Um, Kara, what's your favorite lyric for this song? Um, I think, oh, man, like all of them are so good. Like, I let know. me just like, repeat the entire song. <laughs> lyric. Yeah. But I think the Liam one, um, uh, like the. Uh, so when the world is cold, cold, you'll have a hiding place you can go. I want mm. to do my coat. It's just like so sweet, and um, I just I just like the fact that like it's like a mundane thing, but like transformed into something more. And I think that like that that um, verse always like hits me just because it's like so simplistic, but like mm. so beautiful. Yeah, that, that was one's my one of my favorite favorite. line as well. Oh yay! It's so beautiful, <laughs> and the hiding place just it's just makes you think of childhood and mm-hmm. yeah, exactly building a fort or something yeah. like that it's so cute mm-hmm. did you guys have like a place that you would run to like when you were upset and hide like if you were pouting so I just thought about that mine would be the laundry room oh <laughs> um I, I had know. like this little like alcove in my um childhood bedroom it was like this little like um I don't even know like sort of like storage place in my room that I would like kind of go and hide out I feel like something about like small places was very like soothing to me Mm, when I was a kid yeah I have memories I don't know if it was like where I'd go to hide but like going into my parents bed and I remember like if my mom was ever on the phone and just like snuggling up to her and listening to her talk on the phone and her like stroking my head was always really really soothing oh yeah um, my favorite line would probably be the, um, one that's, I want to build you a boat, one as strong as you're free. I think that's yeah, just that's so beautiful. Too. Yeah, the metaphor there is just very, very lovely. And I love the way they're describing a person and, and what they like about the person. Um, yeah. Yeah, that line is pretty empowering, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite as well. Yeah. There's just so many good ones in this song. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I don't know why I put this in here, but I decided to leave it anyway. Because now I wrote this <laughs> document a while ago. <laughs> Clearly Solo Harry was on my mind. But I've stuck in Solo Harry music style? Question mark. <laughs> don't know what it means. But I think... Maybe it... you were suggesting, like, would this be his style? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking I meant. <laughs> Do we... You just I... want to talk about Harry more. Probably. <laughs> probably. Um, but I guess, like, could we ever see Harry doing this style of music? Or... Like, Interpret that as you will, I guess. <laughs> yes, please. I think anything yes. with less effects on his voice, where he yeah. sounds like he's singing just to you. Mm. Oh, it would be Ooh, such yeah. a treat to yeah. hear. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. 
And to just hear his voice so purely, like, and any of the boys' voices too, like, now that we know so many of them are doing solo projects, like, just to, Mm. like, curate, you just, like, appreciate their voices so much in this song. Yes. And that's why Niall's songs that he's doing are so him, Mm -hmm. and they're so honest and so pure, and I'm just so happy that he's gone in that direction. I know, me too. Can't wait for that solo album. At least we know that one's coming for sure. Niall has been great to us about that. (laughs) Thank you, Niall. Never letting us down. Nope. Oh, with his handwritten notes. I know. So sweet. So good. Um, Okay, rating out of 10. The worst question ever, pretty much. Um, (laughs) What would you guys give this out of 10? And I'm going to make Kara go first. Caitlin. Okay. I actually kind of thought about it before. Um, I'm now I'm thinking on the spot again. I feel like it has to be over nine. I'm gonna say a nine point four. That's wow, pretty high. That is I really just, high. I just feel like it's so lovely and I just mm-hmm. it really makes me feel something. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna go that high. Yeah. <laughs> I know also when we did like our top uh, when we ranked all of our songs, I wanna write you a song was really, really high up there for you. Just like in all the 1D songs. Oh, I didn't even remember that. So that's good. As well, yeah. <laughs> so at least distinct, Kara. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Danielle, what do you think? Um. Okay, I gave it an eight and a half, just mm-hmm. because. Don't I? I guess I would be hesitant to, to give anything a ten. First of all, mm-hmm. and then, um, it's not one that ever was like. I mean, I really like to jam out to songs and this mm-hmm. obviously is not one of them so it loses right. a bit of points for that it loses a bit of points because it makes me cry <laughs> I don't like to cry uh-huh. and so I'm not going to listen to a song that makes me cry as often as mm-hmm. I would listen to that's another fair. song yeah so yeah that's that's why it got brought down to an eight and a half mm-hmm. I don't even know if I said what I gave it did I yeah you did yeah you did don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um and Sophie how about you do you know what? I think it's a it's a firm 10 out of 10 for me. Oh. Nice. Do you know why? I don't really like ballads that much. I find mm. them a bit boring. I like yeah. to sing along and dance. And the fact that they made me like this song so much means it has to be a 10. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of my daughter. And mm-hmm. everything about it is so lovely. It's just such a lovely, lovely song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's funny how, point. like... You gave points for things I took away. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? <laughs> It's also funny how, like, experience and, like, what happens in your life with the song can affect so much, like, how you feel about the song as well. Definitely. Um, uh, I don't know what I'm going to give it. I guess maybe, uh, I don't know if I should go 8.9 or 9. I don't know. Somewhere there. Oh, be even. Really even. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I think it's a really good song. It's really beautiful. I guess in some ways it loses points because they didn't write on it and I would rather have them written on it. Um, But it is just such a beautiful song. Like, I I would love to know, I would really love to know what the the people who were writing it were thinking about and if they were thinking about their kids or someone really special to them that they wanted to protect because it is, it does stand out from other 1D songs, um, even though it's not written by any of the boys. So I think... Yeah, that would be nice to know. I but. wish that, like, in the track by track, we got, like, the actual writers of the song instead of, I mean, I, I like to hear, you know, like, Liam's, like, interpretation, but I'd like also to know, like, the actual writers. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't get, like, to hear their, I don't know, their thoughts, and I'd love to know them. Yeah, because Julian yes, Bonetta was, was like, rolling... sorry, okay. go ahead. <laughs> it was, um... There was a Rolling Stone interview, wasn't there, with Julian Bonetta, but I don't know if he talked about this song in particular. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to look that one up. 
Because um, he was sitting behind the camera, I think, when they were doing the track by track. But <laughs> Twitter just popped in and just said a few words, man. Yeah. yeah. That's what we need. Um, okay, music video. Does anyone have ideas? If they were to create a music video for this, what you would want to see? I'm almost thinking, honestly, like sort of like children's show yes, yeah. vibes. This like hand drawn. Yeah, exactly what I was Yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah, like cartoonish, like Mm -hmm. sort of just like light, I don't know, like sort of like watercolor-y sort of like, I don't know. Like kind of like paper art mixed with like, exactly mixed with them actually being in it though. That would be so cool. Oh. Yeah, like I don't, yeah, I have like a little mixed media vision in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they, like some children's show should pick the song up and Honestly. like do something. Yeah, um, we'll start that campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would think they would want this mute, like this song. It would be perfect for something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you could pop it on and your kids would fall asleep. It'd be a good <laughs> one. Um. Okay. So that's pretty much it. Um. Any other sum up thoughts about this song and how beautiful it is? <laughs> I forgot something. Sure. Okay. Do you guys remember? I wrote to y'all like a year ago. I think it was. Or maybe longer. I don't know. But <laughs> I wrote another verse for this song. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have it with you? Yes, I do. I have it in my notes on my phone. I had to go pretty far back. But nice. okay. I wrote one, too. And I don't remember where I freaking put it. Oh. Oh, wait, actually, I do remember. Wait, let me go get it first. Yes. So pause this for a second. <laughs> Try That's to find so it. cool that you guys do this. I just thought it was a fun, like, little um, challenge because I don't, yeah. you know, like, write anything like this. So I don't even think it's good, but I think <laughs> it was just, like, fun to try, you know? Yeah. Same. I was just like, you know what? Because there is, like, a certain pattern to yeah. it. So I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. That's a good way also, like, to get into songwriting or get into, like, yeah. poetry type stuff. You can, you know, go based off of other patterns and make your way um Danielle, oh okay yeah oh, do you I have your scarab so. too yep. Danielle do you want to read yours first okay <laughs> hopefully I don't mess this up all right I have I want to paint you a world one as wondrous as your dreams a brushstroke here and there there's blank canvas everywhere you can behold I want to paint you a world oh my god I think I was really into painting with Declan at that time I think it's oh, so beautiful Oh, I love that. that. Would, I'd love that to hear so them well singing that. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like... And that would work really well with the, what's it called, the, like, the music video that we were talking about, like, the yeah. like, sort of, like, artist, like, this media thing, yeah. I think also because it's, again, that metaphor, too, that you have, I want to paint you a world, is very much can be, like, the physical, like, painting, but also, mm-hmm. like, painting someone a world, like, I don't know, it fits so well, especially with the idea of kids and painting and all that type right. of stuff. It was, so, more, so it was like, I want to make this world someplace that will be good for you mm-hmm. to yeah. live. <laughs> yes, which we can all hope at, at these times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's really beautiful. Um, Kara, do you want to read yours? Sure. So I had actually, like, I guess I didn't choose which one that I was going to do because there's um, a word – and I guess you, could, you guys can tell me which one you like, and I'll I'll put um what am I trying to say? So there was like it. <laughs> yeah yeah like help me finalize, and um I'll just like read one version, and I'll tell you like which the which word that I was like thinking of swapping. Okay, um 
I want to catch you a star, one that's as bright as your eyes. So if your mind is dark and gray, light won't be far. I want to catch you a star. Aww. Um, I love that. That's and so I was thinking like eyes or mind, like as bright as your mind or your mm. eyes. But I feel like either one could work. So yeah. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, Both of them are pretty. Because mm-hmm. like having bright eyes, like that could be like, oh, physically. And it can also mean like there's a spark mm. there. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's ideas happening. Yeah. Wow, you guys are so talented. Oh. I'm really, really impressed. I love the Catch a Star. Yeah. That reminds me of that song. Yeah. What movie is that in? Oh, Princess Diaries, right? Catch a falling star and put it in your oh, pocket. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> and that one, too, that one is like one of the build you a boat type thing where it's like maybe it's not physically something that you're going to do, but you're, like, you're willing to put in the physical whatever energy to catch this star and give it to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So pretty. Now if I anyone, want to write like, my own. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> yeah, and then we can read them on, like, next episode or something. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, we should do that. Question of the week, we should get people. Okay, yeah. official question of the week. Going out yes. right now. Everyone, <laughs> write us in your verses of uh, I Want to Write You a Song and send them in, and we will read them on the show, and Kara will sing them. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and Caitlin will play the tune. <laughs> Yeah, I'll hum the tune. We'll just we'll get it all together and we'll tweet it to the boys and maybe one of them will sing it. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be that amazing. So nice. I feel like Niall would be one to do that. Yes, yeah. I was thinking Niall. Like in his little like um video answer things, yeah. like you could just you know, casually yeah. pop it in there. Beautiful. <laughs> we need that now too. We need that right yeah. now. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so that was a beautiful discussion. Um, let's go on to our recommendations of the week. Um, my recommendation this week, and we'll have put this in um, uh, by the time the other show, when we finish this show, because we're recording this bit early, um, but is to stay active in everything that's going on politically mm. right now in the world. Um, some really disgusting things have happened with the Muslim ban and um, like building a wall and all these just terrible things going on and just stay active, stay involved. Um, Your voice matters, your presence and body matters at um, different protests protests and stuff. So go there if you have the ability to go there Um, and, you know, just keep being angry and don't let things become normalized. Yeah, definitely Mm -hmm. agree with that. That's a Um, really important message. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, um, I know on Twitter there's, like, places to find protests in your area and, like, on Facebook and everything. Um, my friends actually just went to a protest, um, like, as we were recording this, to a protest against the Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, really, there's, you know, uh, things happening um, all around you that you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, my recommendation is very trite and, <laughs> like, <laughs> stupid compared to that. But, you know, I feel like there's some things that you have to, like, just – take your mind off Mm -hmm. a little bit to just like decompress, but then you can, you know, keep fighting. Um, So I watched the new episode of, or like the first episode of this um, CW show called Riverdale. And it's kind of like one of those like stupid teen shows that like, I feel like I'll probably like for like five episodes and then (laughs) fall out of. But like right now it's like kind of exactly what I need to like, just shut my mind off and just like Mm -hmm. watch these teens get into petty drama. Actually not really (laughs) murder involved. So it's not that petty. But like, um, yeah, it's I don't know. It's kind of interesting. It's like it's weird, though, because it's like a gritty interpretation of the comics like Archie. So it's like nothing like 
it's really weird, but like there's, you know, like there's LGBTQ representation and um, I mean, it could be good. We'll see how it goes, but like, it's pretty entertaining. The one episode that I watched and that's out right now. So, I mean, if you want to watch it, go ahead. I used to love those <laughs> comics. I, didn't I know me too. A, a show out of that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. Um, Sophie, what's your recommendation this week? Um, well, I really love this podcast called The History Chicks. Um, and you can find them on Twitter at The History Chicks, which is C-H-I-X. They've got lots of really inspiring stories from women in history. Um, a lot of history we read about is about dudes. Mm-hmm. And this is all about famous um, women and uh, what they've done in the face of awful adversity. And I think it's really important to look back and see what these women did and find inspiration because at the moment a lot of people especially women are feeling very concerned about events that are happening in the world Mm -hmm. and how they can change it and it's great to look back and see what women have done before us wow Um, that sounds awesome i need to go listen to this this is so cool we're definitely going to put this on our twitter because that just sounds amazing oh fab yeah it really is wow (laughs) Um, and Danielle, how about you? Okay, so this is sort of on topic, sort of off topic. Um, it is a new, um, like a singer that I heard live, Mm -hmm. like a couple weekends ago, I went to a Lucas Graham concert and the guy that opened up for them, his name is Hein Cooper and he was just amazing. He reminded me, um, like it started off, he... He played the guitar. Yeah, Kara, you're here. Kara? Can she hear us? Um, I don't know if she can. Kara? Um, oh, yeah. Kara, you I'm there? back. You there? Everyone here? Good? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can keep going, Danielle. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, his name is Hein Cooper, and he played the guitar, and he also had a soundboard, so he was like a one-man band, kind of oh, reminded cool. me of, like, Ed Sheeran. Mm, but then wow. it was like... But then, like, the beat would drop, and it was just like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He was really impressive. And so he's kind of one of those people that I would look over. Like, um, I don't know if y'all have Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're like, oh, check out these new artists, and you yeah. can, like, listen or whatever. He would have been someone that I would have kind of just passed over. Yeah. Like, if I had heard him there. But hearing him live was really cool. So I started listening more, and he was really good. Nice. So. I love when you can find new artists through like whoever opens for um because yeah. sometimes they're really, really amazing and you're like, Oh my god, I'm so happy I saw you. And also you get to see them before like lots of people know about them yeah. and you're like, ha, yeah. ha, ha. <laughs> And you know, I was like he's t- he said he had like, you know, merch and stuff for sale and mm-hmm. like he even had um like records for sale too and I was like oh that's so cool Mm -hmm. and I was thinking that they were going to be kind of like less expensive because he's not as known no they're like more expensive than like (laughs) (laughs) other ones I was like oh man can't afford that (laughs) um okay tweet of the week this week um mine comes from Rowan Blanchard who is an actress and activist and I think she does some writing and stuff as well um who said, not saying every celebrity has to be an activist, but I'm saying accountability culture exists and pretending nothing wrong will only hurt you. Um, And I think that goes back to what Karen and I were discussing on last week's episode about celebrities uh, deciding to tweet about things going on in the world or not tweeting about it and like how it's very Mm -hmm. confusing. 
and there's mm. no clear answer about things. But I thought that was um, a good message. Yeah, and she's awesome. So Yeah, she's really, really cool. If you're a feminist and you want to follow someone cool, go follow her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's so young, too. I, I know. She's like literally like 17. Yeah, so. she's really, really young. Yeah. Um, my tweet of the week is um, a picture, I think from last night, Harry was at a concert a Kings of Leon concert, and this is, like, a pa- uh, paparazzi photo, mm-hmm. um, and it's, like, uh, angled from the back, so you see, kind of see, like, the side of his face, and, like, the back of his head, and, like, his hair length looks exactly like it did in 2012, and it's so wild, because I saw this picture, and I was like, wait, this can't be from yesterday, like, this, like, straight up was from 2012, it must be, but no, it was from wow. yesterday, it's so, it's so wild, like, it was really trippy uh. to see, yeah. <laughs> what? It's, like, pressed against his head, like, in the same sort of, like, cup and then the curls, like, the same Yeah, yeah, it it's so weird. Are the curls making a comeback? Yeah, yes. they seem to be. <laughs> so he's in London? Uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Where was the Why Kings do I never see play? him? I'm in London all the time, Ali. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? He, he has selfies with fans all the time. Oh, oh one of these days, oh, I believe. Do you know what? I don't know what I'd say. I, 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 I don't know. I'd be so embarrassed. I'd make a fool of myself. And like, there's even saying like, "You changed my life," or like, "We love you." Like, it's not nothing. I'm they've not, not like they've heard everything. You know, it's hard yeah. to like, be original. Um, be so, like, listen so to Talk Direction. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hand them the business card. <laughs> yes. Um, Sophie, what's your tweet of the week? Um, I follow this um, writer on Twitter called Keris. So she's at K-E-R-I-S. And she is um, a wonderful writer. Her books are brilliant. And she's an activist. And she's always retweeting incredible, cool feminist stuff. But she's also obsessed with Harry Styles. And she has a gift for all occasions. (laughs) So what she recently tweeted was, I'm in the kitchen watching a One Direction video. And my eight-year-old is in the living room watching Community. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. Uh, I'm going to follow them right now. Awesome. She's so great. Uh, I mean, liking One Direction, I mean, and and especially Harry Styles and being a feminist, I mean, couldn't get better than that. Yeah. I trust her. It's it's really true. The whole package. One Direction are just good good people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's like that um the fortune cookie I had that was like to love in one direction is to be more loving in like everything that else was or something. Insane. So I was true. mind blown when I saw that. <laughs> Me too. Such a good fortune. I will never get one better than that. Seriously, like you really can't. <laughs> um Danielle, what's your tweet of the week this week? Um, I don't have really a specific one, or I guess I'll read out a specific one, but I always love those Huffington Post 20 funniest women tweets of the week mm-hmm. or something like that. And um, this one is by Akila Hughes. Um, I'll put this in the notes after, but she said, Beyonce told y'all to get information and y'all, and y'all effed around and now we're dealing with this bull. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I know going to the march, I always saw like Beyonce posters around, and that was always really funny. I'm so so impressed that you went to the march. Oh, thank you. Because I was in London that day, and my anxiety was just too much. I was so scared. Yeah, it was a lot. 
Very, this is very... the thing, and you don't know how things are going to go with the police mm-hmm. and if it's going to get violent. Mm-hmm. And I was too scared, and I'm so impressed that you did it because it sounded really scary to me. Yeah, it, yeah and like I, my mom yeah. was feeling really, really sick with like the claustrophobia and stuff. Like it was oh, really? very tight, and I was surprised. I mean, there would there would be ambulances because I think people were passing out in some points, but oh I could imagine if it was hot outside, it would have been even more horrible. But yeah, it was oh, a man. really good yeah. experience. Do you yeah, think I you'll do it again? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, I wanted to go to, um, like, I was going to drive to JFK, which is where one of the protests are going on right now. Um, or there's one going to be uh, in New Haven, which is close to where I live. So mm. I wanted to go to that. But I'm also recording today, not only with you, but I'm recording later with some more people. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but, uh yeah, I, I, I feel like sh- these things are happening and I want to show up to them, you know, and do what I can, so. And yeah, they're making and a huge yeah. difference. Yeah, they really I know. Are. Every single person who shows up is mm-hmm. making such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And think how many people wanted to go but were too scared or couldn't make it yeah. or they were working. Yeah. It's just a fraction of the people who feel the same way as you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It must have been amazing being in that crowd. Yeah, it was really, really amazing. It was um, who do we have next? Did we get everyone? Yes, right? Or... Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. So we would love to hear any of your opinions on the show this week and what we discussed today. Um, send us in those verses of I Want to Write You a Song because we will read yes. those on the show next week. That'll be really exciting. Um, and any opinions on the news that we haven't yet recorded. I'm sure that was a great discussion. <laughs> um, <laughs> and anything else you'd like uh, us to talk about. Um, but thank you so much for listening to episode 84 of Talk Direction. Um, you can go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. You can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is just talkdirection.tumblr.com or our Instagram, which is talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? I'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with a C. And Sophie, do you have anything to plug at this time? Oh no, I'm I'm not like you guys writing songs and stuff. I don't have time. <laughs> I've got a Twitter and I barely update it. That's um, hello Sophie. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, and Danielle, how about you? Do you have anything to plug? Um, I mean, I am at Mrs. Durbin on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Danielle Tyler ninety one. They're different now because you can't t- change your Twitter one, apparently. Really? Really? Is that a yeah. new thing? Like, you can't. And I'm getting a divorce. And so now I'm stuck with... Are oh, you oh, serious? That's so annoying. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I didn't know that either. You have to make, like, an entirely new Twitter. Unless, you know what? If someone knows any differently, please let me know. Because yeah. <laughs> huh. I know for Snapchat that's the case, and I'm stuck with a Snapchat name that I made <laughs> about <laughs> Harry Potter, and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> hey, that's that's not so bad. <laughs> so true. I mean, <laughs> but man, they need to fix that. Um, and you also do a YouTube channel as well, right? Oh yeah, that's right. I know we're super behind. You know, I think we were a little ambitious going into it, but um, it is the Creative Click TV on YouTube. Um, let me be positive on that. <laughs> I think it's 
it's like all one word. Like mm-hmm. search the creative click TV. And we'll also put it on our Twitter. That so come up. if you guys are <laughs> looking so for cool. it, we'll I didn't know it. you did this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Me and my one of my really good friends, Naomi, started up. It's about um graphic design because that's what we do. That's awesome. If anyone's into that. Yeah, and you can immediately when you watch your videos, like you can just tell you guys are graphic designers. Like I know it's so, so beautiful. Oh, <laughs> oh, look, I just realized we stole the talk direction colors. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> we're willing to share. We don't have a copyright okay. over the blue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on the show with yes, us. Thank this you. has been amazing. I'm so glad we finally got to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to wrap up the show, but you guys don't have to hang up. So you can just stay on for a second. Um, okay. thank you guys so, so much for coming on. Honestly, like it's so good to have more people's opinions on song discussion episodes, because I feel like we come from all different places and, like, we have so many different perspectives on songs. And we've seen that today that, like, mm. we can't necessarily understand or didn't recognize the first time around. So that has been really, really nice. And you guys are so sweet. And you guys have both been there since, like, the very beginning um, of the podcast. So it's it's really cool to have you guys on um, finally. It's so good to have your podcast because you stopped me yeah. from feeling lonely when I was on my own. And... Mm. I love, I've always loved listening to you guys, so being on the podcast has been really exciting. Yay. Very surreal. I'm so <laughs> excited that you guys yeah, are excited. And, um, also, like, I'm not someone who does, like, lyrical analysis, like, mm-hmm. ever. I'm totally, like, oblivious to all that. I just, like, if I listen to a song and it, it sounds cool, then I like it. But, like, listening to y'all, I've started to do that a bit more. Oh, and, nice. and, and y'all help with that too whenever I listen I'm like oh okay I get what the song means now. I know this, it's sometimes so hard to be like oh let me break this down because you're just listening and singing along and like jamming to it but then like if you take a second to actually go and like look up the lyrics you're like oh this is what this means I didn't yeah. even realize that like yep I just do that to songs even though I've heard them a million times and then I look up lyrics and I'm like wow I didn't even realize that this is what they were singing Mm. Half the times I get the words wrong anyway, so I'm singing my own <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> um, Okie dokie. So you can also go over to iTunes and rate and review and subscribe there. Or go uh, to SoundCloud because we're there as well. And there's an app for that to get it on your device. Um, I'm Caitlin. I'm Kara. I'm Sophie. <laughs> and I'm Danielle. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you <laughs> next time for episode 85. Bye. Bye. Bye.